to Exiting Through the 2010s, a podcast about the movies from the 2010s. I'm Jack Draper. With me is CIA operative Claire Williams, <laughs> making you sound all cool, right? As we begin, KGB this. operative actually. <laughs> yeah, I actually work yeah. For the Russians. I'm a KGB That's operative. That's true. Fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact. You know, or I'm FSB. Cover your own. Right, right. FSB. Oh, you know. oh that's sure. right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, they don't, yeah. KGB doesn't exist anymore. Not really, because it's, or I don't know. I'm not an expert no. on international agencies and national security. I know everyone thought so. <laughs> I know everyone was like, well, Clay, I thought that was exactly your expertise. Fun fact, it's actually not. Yeah. Um, I've been, it's, I've been living a lie. I don't know much about uh, espionage. Yeah. Uh, even though no, I'm a double agent. It would rule if like basketball was like all ruse this whole time and a red hair. It was just a cover up. Yeah. <laughs> Great cover. Great yeah. cover. I mean, who would Literally expect a wizard? Red fan? herring. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like who would who would who would expect someone to actually be a fan of the basketball organization, the Washington Wizards? No one. <laughs> right, right, right. Perfect yeah. cover. Your glasses and mustache are falling off as we speak. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. I've been Okay, we're well, we're gonna go into like what we've been watching lately. Okay, yeah, I'm, let's I'm let's jump right into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. this so obviously I know this is like we're calling what movie we're we're recording about today like sooner than we've ever really mentioned it because it takes us like thirty minutes to actually say what movie we're going to talk about. It's true. Um, yeah. yeah. But we're doing Salt today, and be, and the reason why I want to point that out is because now after I just after I watch Salt, I'm like. Oh, okay. So I, my entire media diet right now, I want to be like espionage cloak and dagger shit. So mm-hmm. I watched the mediocre Chris Pine contractor movie uh, with uh, Ben Foster. Was that this year or last year? This year. This, yeah. Uh, okay. Fine motion picture. Mm-hmm. Fine. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it wasn't, it was good. You know, it was like, all right, that was a movie that I watched. Gentleman Six. It's truly a gentleman six. It's like yeah. the perfect TNT. Like that's exactly what I was expecting, and I got exactly what I wanted. Um, it's you know murky, murky mora- uh, morality, and you know, Chris Pine being uh, very handsome and very you know like well, this huge burden on his back. Ben Foster, Eddie Marsden plays a uh, plays mm-hmm. kind of a scummy guy for a minute. It's all you Good want. Actors. It's all you want from movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nina Haas gets killed pretty Ooh. quickly. Like I don't wow. like that's. I know. Spoiler alert, Claire. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would feel bad if she had an actual character in the movie, okay. but she doesn't. Yeah. All right. Listen, uh, I'm still hooked that Nina Haas made an appearance. Which is you know. bizarre. It's truly like she pops in for a minute, gets murked, and then that's it. It's like mm-hmm. okay, I guess that's what was the point of this casting then? Whatever. But then, and then I, then I like kind of was like, okay, what else do I need to like? What other like shitty espionage movie do should I watch? And then. I made the decision that is kind of now ruining my life. I'm now watching The Americans mm-hmm. uh, for the first time. The I television. can attest it's ruining your life. I am yeah. re-watching it right now because I'm doing an episode with Roxana Haddadi. That is so funny. Oh. That is yes. so funny because now it's uh, actively ruining my life and I might not be the same person ever again because I can't stop watching the fucking show. Uh, it's it the is... fucking best, yes it's season one and people are like oh you know it actually just gets better from there and i'm like that don't tell me that don't tell me that <laughs> are then, you only in season one i know i just started i literally have watched like 10 episodes in like two or three days like i'm clay I what about when redacted hooked. dies no i'm just kidding but right, it's right, right, so right, right. good yeah it's, i'll bleep this out i'll bleep it out i i mean i'm just i i didn't uh, people were talking about oh it's actually you know it's 
it's kind of hot too it's not just like ripping it's hot and i'm like yeah sure everything's hot just because they're just hot actors i'm like no it's pretty fucking hot like you know people are you know doing their thing Um, yep and, Matt and Carrie, no, they're getting into it. Yeah. They just yep. also have so, so much fun. It, I, and I love how Salt led me to the Americans because it's truly just like, I, I like Salt quite a bit. I'm honored that you got. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Well, I think it was just real. I just realized like, oh, this is, I love this genre. I think I, it just took me a second. Yeah. It's like, I don't even, it's not even that I love specific movies from the genre. It's like, I love the genre and its playbook as a whole. It's very yeah. comforting to me and very entertaining. And it really fills that appetite you have at the certain moments. So uh, the American- If you look at is, its cookbook, you know, it's like you see- Right, exactly. It's all the ingredients you want. It's all the ingredients you want. You know, you got some green pepper in there and who doesn't like green pepper? Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't answer that if you don't. Uh, it's a garlic salt. Right. <laughs> But the Americans is like, oh, this is like the best version of that. This is like, the, like they're having so much fun. Like the amount of costumes and disguises and exactly. They never have a bad look either. They always look great. Yep. And it's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of psychological element to each costume and like how yep. that, it, it, it's just so weird and detailed and like they have all the lingo you want, all of the like. And the music, like the exactly. needle drops on that show. My God. Yep. Phil Collins in the air tonight needle drop I think it's either in the first or second episode is one of the all-timers I've seen from television um it's yep. crazy um, I know and you think that nobody should touch it after I mean you guys don't remember but Miami Vice in the 80s or <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah Miami Vice the, the film you know I guess that's where I would recall but. is that yeah in the movie? that's in the movie I forget what it's like a bad version of it it's not yeah. Phil Collins well, one, that, but like mean, in the yeah. 80s yeah. it was like a whole thing with Don Johnson right. and, and mm-hmm. also Risky Business it was huge but yeah I mean yeah. it's an insanely good song like one of the best, yes but... yeah no you have some really great stuff coming up um Tainted Love there's a needle drop I want to say Ooh. like maybe third or I don't know third fourth or fifth season it's incredible you will yeah. this, there's a girl rocking out on a bus and like shit is going on behind her she has no idea it's one of the coolest things you're ever going to see basically i am so, get psyched <laughs> i'm really I not gonna sleep like, yeah. it got so bad that amazon prime was asking me hey are you like awake like <laughs> did you let this play are you on? still watching <laughs> yeah it that's such a it's like, shutting down it it's thinks so you're not judgy it's shutting when down. it does it's that so too. judgy yeah. It's, yeah, you feel so shitty. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess. Are you really Don't telling you me that me? Jesus yeah. Christ? Like, <laughs> yeah. Are, do you need to stop watching? This is insane. Like, this is unhealthy. Like, it's almost like Amazon sitting you down. Like, this is unhealthy. Uh, yeah. You might need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're Jen can, an intervention. Uh, yes. Yeah. Right. Oh. Jen, you can hang up your film criticism uh, attire. Like, getting going from Salt to the Americans uh, for you know, leading someone down that path. I mean, that's, that's like your last. That's right. That's, last you, that's your ultimate achievement. That's your, it yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. Achievement <laughs> unlocked, basically. If I retire now, yeah. I mean, I've done, I've done. You're going out on top. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I also like, before I, I hit on the Americans um, and also the contractor, I did a deep Google dive of like, all right, what are the movies I need? Like, what are the espionage mm-hmm. movies I need to watch? And for a genre that feels so like- And you already insane. had some familiarity, like you like- Right, right. I've seen like Three Days of the Condor. I've seen Parallax right, yeah, yeah. yeah, You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. I've seen like the movies. Um, yeah. 
And so it was interesting actually like kind of doing like deep, deep Googling. It's like, oh, I think I've like seen all of the good ones. <laughs> like, I think, oh, there's actually not like a huge amount of great quality besides like, you know, your Mission Impossibles, your, again, the classics I mentioned and like some of the like underseen, like, you know, direct to video stuff. It's like, I've seen most of these. So I don't have like a ton of like, yeah. like, you know, one of those blind spots where you're like, oh, I need to watch this right now. I don't have a ton of that in this genre. So it was kind of just like, oh, I guess I kind of have to be a little more creative. So I'm like added some random Don Cheadle movie to my watch list that was like a fine, I guess, or like somewhat like mm -hmm. critically uh, maligned, but okay. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll watch that later because it's I'm just kind of committed to I the have genre. a couple ideas for you. If I, you want. Please, please. Um, there's a BBC miniseries called The Night Manager. It was a oh, oh yeah, 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 It is incredible. And then uh, Park Chan Wook also redid uh, Little Drummer Girl, Girl. as a yeah. miniseries. Both of those are just gorgeous. They're sexy, like beautiful scenery, great casts. I think you will love both of those. Okay. Yeah. Jen, I feel like it, like myself and twelve other people saw Little Drummer Girl. I think that yeah. miniseries is exceptional. And um, I think the night manager is even better. Uh, yeah. Tom Hiddleston, uh, Debicki, Elizabeth Debicki. Hugh Laurie. I mean, I mean, Hugh Laurie yeah. is like- Hugh Laurie is great, yeah. I, it feels like television has kind of now just been like, nope, it's our genre now, it's our genre. <laughs> it's like movies, it's like besides the Mission Impossible is like, and of course, like the movie I just mentioned, The Contractor, but not, no one even yeah. watched The Contractor. No yeah. one watched it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it is true, like TV has just been like, you know with your i haven't seen jack ryan or whatever um but mm -hmm. like jack reacher is kind of eh, it's a little bit kind of like espionage thing not the movies i mean the amazon show mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so i guess it just feels like tv has now taken the formula for themselves because you have all these like you know black ops kind of stuff like i think the yeah. new chris pratt show is kind of like that you know Americans obviously so it, it feels like television has now fully encompassed the cloak and dagger stuff to their side for of sure things. and I guess like yeah. if you want to get specific is the Jack Ryan Reacher type deal it, the same thing of what you're looking for is it really something that it's like countries like that right. are at like a secret cold war Ryan probably more because Ryan is much more about international politics but Reacher is like mm -hmm. almost definitely yeah. not that it's all domestic um, um but yeah yeah yeah, and this almost reminds me of like when when we covered Atomic Blonde with Emily, like what is the modern thriller that's comparable to this? Is it Atomic mm -hmm. Blonde or, well, you know, we can- It's like the it last real cloak and dagger movie that was like not a franchise, and even though it's adapted from a comic book, mm -hmm. but like that was the last like one that had like an actual budget was- marketing. In theaters too. Right. Um, at least there might be one I'm not thinking of. Oh, you know, the last thing he wanted on Netflix, everyone's favorite film. Oh, well, I, I wow, there was a, a call to spy, but I wasn't a huge fan. There was, yeah. there were a couple like little yeah. ones from IFC, but not anything right. stellar, mm. unfortunately. Yeah. It's such a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Mission Impossible. So you successful. would think there's an audience for it. You would, right. would there should be. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess maybe they're just all TV now. Maybe all the dads 
and us's of the world are now just on TV, like watching. I am basically a 75 year old dad. I mean, I've also accepted that Priscilla Page and I kind of joke about that on Twitter that we are the two dads. We're the two, yeah, the brunettes who are also your dads. The boomers, yeah, Yeah. that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm 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 slowly I'm getting there I'm getting I'm, I'm trying yeah. to build up my dad cred it's get, yeah. like you know I'm watching all the Tony Scott I can watch so have you like seen you, sneakers yeah oh, that was another favorite. one okay, that's the one I that I saw but yeah. I'm like I wasn't it's more like that's also kind of like a comedy right like it's a little like and like, it's like funny Rose. stuff there's right. also yeah. um like Philip Noyce to bring it back yeah. to Salt uh the filmmaker behind uh, this one, he did the Jack Ryan movies, the originals, um, like Patriot Games. Yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Sinkers, but are there like Mustangs? Yeah, I feel like that maybe yeah. like oh, that, that um, Priscilla is like, oh, like Mustang, yeah. but no, I haven't seen it in forever, but such <laughs> yeah, a good cast. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean, like, it's really stacked. It's, it's one of those. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's Robert Redford movie. and, mm-hmm. um, you know, River Phoenix, Dan Aykroyd, but just Sydney incredible. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sydney Poitier. Yeah. Donald Logue. I mean, David mm-hmm. Strathairn. Yeah, just an well, if I cast. ever finish The Americans, uh, which I will, maybe in t- yeah. tomorrow, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll... <laughs> right after we get off this, I think. Yeah. <laughs> then I have to watch watch the two Mission Impossibles. We're, like, we're in super, like, spy-heavy mode right now. Uh yeah. Great. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah, it's a great job. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah, it is pretty cool that it, it led you down to this. Like, like I, I think the Americans. No matter when you got to it, it'll be your thing. Uh, at at any point, it doesn't matter. Like, what? Like, if it has anything to do with something we cover. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's cool that led you down here. Um, yeah, I, it's one of those. But, I feel like that's happened before, yeah. where like a movie we cover leads me into like a rabbit hole of stuff. Mm-hmm. But this one's definitely one. Switching gears completely. <laughs> Mm-hmm. My favorite thing that I've seen recently is Would It Kill You to Laugh with Kate Berlant and John Early. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's hysterical. It's uh, them doing like a self-parody, but also like a sketch comedy with like these very, very funny characters that you genuinely, genuinely don't get bored. I mean, at least I don't get bored of. And their framing device is very funny. It's them being interviewed by Meredith Vieira about their downfall uh, okay. by, of, of two uh, friendly comedians but it's like all to all fake but it's like played very straight it's like an hour long it's on Peacock which I've never never said recommended something before uh, <laughs> but uh, it's it's excellent I, I just I, I think John Arlen and Kate Berlin are geniuses and yeah cool yeah love me some Peacock then I watch it <laughs> like two or three times in my yeah. lifetime but every I've had a positive experience every time I, I, I find it funny uh, when Tyler Harford, past and future guest, said once, like, when, when, it's, when I want to watch something on Peacock, do I say, fire up the cock? Like, oh, oh no. That's so, <laughs> that's so heinous. Oh, my God, get out of here. <laughs> it sounds like Tyler. Yeah, yeah, right, right. He tweeted that. Like, you can go back and, <laughs> oh, God, it's so funny. It is a, it was a choice. Recently? Yeah, to, to name yeah. it that. Um, <laughs> let's see. You couldn't I, have done anything. NBC Plus was right there. <laughs> I know, NBC Universal something. Right. Yeah, Universal. <laughs> come on, there's a lot of options. Um, 
Well, I have been rewatching The Americans, as I mentioned. I've also been revisiting some great movies with Faye Dunaway, because I'm doing an episode with James Urbaniak, who's coming back on the podcast, uh, my show Watch with Jen. And we're going to take a look at five movies of uh, Faye Dunaway. So I revisited Three Days of the Condor, which I love. It's such a good film. Chinatown, I just rewatched again. And yeah, I'm going to be doing Network. And we have a couple other ones up our sleeve, like uh, Bonnie and Clyde. And then just watching some other good ones, like um, The American Friend, which I don't know if you guys have seen, Vim Fenders. I I rewatched that recently. Love that film. I love Vim Fenders. Mona Lisa with Bob Hoskins was another rewatch. Good painting. Yeah, good. Good film too. Yeah. 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 So just been watching a lot of things. Yeah. I've been slightly under the weather, but, you know, bouncing back and so yeah, I'm excited to be here though. Talk about yeah. salt. With Faye Dunaway, one that I always found was pretty underrated was Puzzle of a Downfall Childs. Uh, it's mm-hmm. harder to track down, but I thought it was, it was great. It was, Which um, one? Puzzle of a Downfall Childs. Ooh, okay. I'll have to look for that. Yeah, it's Jerry Schatzenberg. Ah, did, um, damn. Interesting. Did, Jack, did you just su- make, like suggest a movie to Jen that she did not know? That's insane. I did not know. No, this wow. is incredible. I love That's... it. Yes. Jack, now you need to retire because that yeah. I don't think yep. you can do anything better. Than that. <laughs> we are fulfilling our destinies today. That's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I know, Clay. Like you have to now, like you know. Yeah. I guess I'm We've thrown down the gauntlet here, Clay. We'll mute ourselves. Maybe I just well, we already American outed podcast. him as, you know, he was FSB, like, like this whole basketball <laughs> roost thing. I mean, Clay's already covered. Right. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. No, it's true. You got me. Red handed. You pulled yeah. my card. Yeah. <laughs> you twist my arm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but looking forward to that Denoy pod, though, I feel like her 70s stretch has got to be like one of the all time greats. Oh, like, in terms of. I'm reading her memoir right now. I had no idea she had relationships with people like Lenny Bruce and Marcello Mastriani. I mean, this woman has lived. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even imagine. We can only do so much in our lifetime. (laughs) Not all of us are fake Dunaway, but (laughs) someone who we do have a better sense of now is Angie Jolie. Um, You know, we would love to know what a segue, um, Jack. I'm, you know what? Professional. I yep. we Jen Johans is the real professional here. I don't know no. what we're saying. Um, by the way, Jen Johans is back with us. Happy yeah. to have you here. Um, the legend. Yeah, let us know I your being re- just a voice. And people were like, yeah. "Who is that chick?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We. You know what? We'll just they didn't, just, they didn't read the description. They're like, I oh, remember. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the, to the episode with just seeing salt, not the guests. <laughs> which is very funny to imagine, but we would love to know your relationship with Phil Noyce's salt. everyone is who they say they are we gotta walk in a defector 
No one can sort out a nut job from the real thing faster than you. Today, a Russian agent will travel to New York City to kill the president. This guy's selling smoke. Wrap it up, Ev. The name of the agent is Evelyn Salt. My name is Evelyn Salt. Then you are a Russian spy. so we can find out. You got me? She had the drop on me. Why didn't she shoot? There's something else going on here. She was telling the truth. All hell's about to break loose. You think everyone is who they say they are? I loved this movie when I saw it. Um, I saw it at the critic screening. I was uh, fortunate enough and had such a ball uh, being on this show last year with um, you guys. And we talked about Night and Day and it was a lot of fun. That movie came out like a month before it. Uh, both That's of these right. films opened in 2010. They both were attached to, uh, or Tom Cruise was attached to both. He turned down Salt because he thought it was too similar to the role that he was playing in the Mission Impossible films, which, you know, it is basically. For sure. Yeah. And Angelina Jolie had wanted to basically be James Bond. She wanted to, you know, do what the men were doing. And so they um, sent the script, which had been written by Kurt Wimmer, who mm -hmm. did Law Abiding Citizen. They gave it to Brian Helgeland, who wrote um, LA Confidential to like retool it and make um, Edwin or whatever his name was salt yeah, right. into evelyn salt and um so i thought it was just really exciting to see people enjoyed it people enjoyed night and day people enjoyed this and it was so cool to be able to watch a woman doing like james bond kind of stuff on the big screen you know she basically is the human equivalent of vlogger at one time like she's you know jumping from semi yeah. to semi and uh gets on a motorcycle it's so cool um, I always loved it. It's one of the films just like Night and Day that I find I watch at least once a year, every year. Um, I've turned a lot of people onto it, friends, family. Um, yeah, I've just always loved it. And so I think I kept comparing and contrasting these two movies last year. And you guys like at one point were like, Jen, we're talking about Night and Day, but <laughs> yeah. you guys, you know, yes. we'll do this yes. again. And we found the perfect opportunity now yeah, with- so that Action Month nice. this month, which I forgot to introduce, this is a part of um, Action month. Action our month. first. Action. <laughs> thank, yeah. thank you for the soundbite. Uh, unexpected, <laughs> but welcome. Uh, uh, we, I was going to ask, though, was this something in 2010 when you left the screening and you're like, that really was kick ass and I didn't expect it to be? Or did it have to like sit with you for a time and then you realize like huh I might as well return to that one I loved it right away and actually okay. there were a few of us who did right off the bat 
I think Ebert might have given it four stars or three and a half. Yeah. I can't remember yeah, which, but uh, but yeah, there were a handful of people just right away going, you know what? Don't think about it. It's super convoluted. It's ridiculous. If you like think about it for more than five minutes, you're going to be like, that would never happen. But it's right. just a lot of fun, a lot of cloak and dagger stuff. Obviously, it gets you down the rabbit hole of spy shit, as we learned with Clay. So, mm -hmm. yeah, spy no, it's, shit, it's a lot shit. of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, though, because, like, I've, I've heard that this movie is dinged with that, too, that it feels convoluted and up its, you know, I, that it doesn't need to be chasing itself like it does. That's, like, to me, that feels like a tall order, that if you're doing, like, a spy thriller, it's, like, things are going to get complicated. I, and, ridiculous. And so, yeah. Right. I, to feel like something is like a straight line to point A to point B and you're mm -hmm. following all the steps from those points. Um, it, I, I, I think that's, that to me, that feels near impossible. Cause I think um, when it comes to screenwriting and espionage thrillers, that that's part of the charm yeah. of it, that it's like, you feel as lost in the story like mm -hmm. Evelyn Salt does. And, I, I enjoy that's convoluted. I like it. Um, I do too. It's so yeah. 80s too. I mean, which is when oh, yeah, that's Noise yeah. was making all of these yeah. like, you know, Patriot yeah. games and Noise also made this great movie called Dead Calm, which you guys, mm -hmm. if you have not Ooh. seen, write that one down. It's not a spy movie, but it's like one of the best thrillers <laughs> ever made. Um, but anyway, yeah. So back in the 80s, you know, Russia was our enemy in the Cold War. And so it seems like a very throwbacky kind of thing. And, um, you know, it's a lot of fun. I also love Lee Schreiber, Chiwetel Ejiofor. I, mm -hmm. I also enjoy how their characters, you think you're on one side with them at the beginning of the movie and by the end, it's totally different. Um, there's just so yeah. much to it. Yeah. And it's you're almost like, like this Schreiber guy's and... an asshole and this guy's a hero. And then at right, the end, right. you're like, oh, Absolutely. Okay. yeah. And it's almost, and it's almost like Schreiber and Ejiofor like switch positions with how yes. their power, mm -hmm. power dynamic goes with the, uh, yeah the trio and we've discussed edgy four and schreiber before when we covered the best picture winners schreiber being in spotlight edgy four oh, cool. your slave yeah very cool i it's interesting had you guys it's... seen these movies or this movie no it, my first time yeah oh cool I, i'd always known of it but Did this you enjoy one it, both of you? yeah oh yeah no it's actually oh, kind of kick-ass um okay good and it's funny where it's like going back to reviews at the time, which I, like you said, like people are kind to it. It was recept received well, but it's, it was like, there's this air where it's like, huh, yeah, like a woman can do things a man could. And it's like, like 12 yeah. years later, it's like, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. It's not this thing of like, oh guys, shut up. This is so cringe, but it's like, it's so taken as like, I don't know. It's it's like, of course, like this, this role doesn't have to be like uh, rewritten so backwardsy where it's like, it does feel like it was, could have been initially written for Jolie instead of Cruz, right? So it's it's interesting where yeah. it, like it doesn't yeah. have this aspect of like being forced. To that was like its, its biggest legacy but. to me was its idea of gender blind casting, basically. Yeah, um, kind of that because alien that was, thing, right? Well, it's like before <laughs> I before I just heard it was a decent thriller and Jolie was in it and it was pretty good, not great. And it did meh at the box office. That was my perception going in. Um, but the biggest thing that stood out was always the idea of having the script be initially written for a male action hero and just mm -hmm. having a female action hero instead. 
and not really changing much of it. Like the core concept, the character dynamics, everything is still like there. And you can kind of tell um, in the movie in the sense of you could easily just see the different version. You could easily see like what, like you could easily see if like, let's say Tom Cruise and Jolie were, like Jolie was uh, the German uh, scientist or whatever uh, instead and that she's killed almost immediately and has barely any screen time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there, you, there, you would definitely see a different version of the film. Um, and I, and I don't think it's a bad version of the film. I think it's just different. No, neither do I. I, yeah, I think that yeah. that's the beauty of it. And that's what, like, it kind of sucks that it came out so long ago in the sense that it feels like that didn't really change much in the sense of that, again, that core concept of what if they just were a different gender? Mm-hmm. That's it. Like there's yeah. no other idea. There's no other like crazy like pitch. Like even Atomic Blonde, a, you know, a movie I like, and I, you know, I there's of course discourse on it, and it can be kind of annoying, blah blah blah. Um, and I understand the people's like criticisms with it, but it's very much written as like a lady spy. People, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's it, it's like oh they you know they they. Uh, they underestimate her at every turn. She, you know, no one yeah, takes right. her seriously. She has the upper hand when they, they don't think she will. Yeah. Right. And that's not and what it's this. overly sexy. And, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I mean, it's awesome as, you know, fight scenes and everything. Right. But still, yeah. These movies and are focused on good. different things. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, 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 and that's just mostly what those movies are. You get the 355 or whatever the fuck that was, the mm-hmm. Chastain, the, uh, Lupita Nyong'o like yeah it's about yeah. what if yeah. there were lady spies wouldn't that be nuts and it's wait like, Clay what if there was one from every country how I know how, and I mean listen so... I'm spitballing I'm spitballing but and it's just like that was that's 10 years after this and it's yeah. like have we really just not made any like progress into like like are, are audiences this shocked anymore like why is this such a like a like a crazy concept that like they have to be like all female cast Mm-hmm. well it's Crazy. it's not it's that and it's like i think you'd see a lot of announcements for for casting uh like so and so is scheduled to to be in right. spy thriller and right. i think this kind of spy thriller attracts a lot of actors right because we we mentioned atomic blonde which we covered before uh jilly and theron uh uh performing their own stunts and i think that's like that's also very attractive for a skill to have an actor learn right i mean also it's like you want to be a movie star here it is this is what made tom cruise this is i mean well not make but you know what i mean like this is mm-hmm. this is a total just like a lot of spy thrillers are just like we you have to take on a lot of this world i mean that's what you know matt Damon, yeah you need the charisma mm-hmm. exactly or yeah. it flounders there's yeah. not yeah. a ton of spy thrillers where the main performance is like okay like it's, yeah. <laughs> it has to be good or the movie sucks usually like yes. it, it's almost um, like um damon with born yes. uh, yeah set the pre- he set the precedent like can uh can you know will hunting carry an action thriller that's like sturdily directed and it's like pretty in, like interesting concept and you know but can risk everyone's like can risk yeah right can, can risky can business, risky business like mission. reboot mission possible right, yeah exactly right, 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 right. like can someone you're not expecting like actually have the charisma and and to carry something like this in, that maybe an audience wouldn't expect them to yeah in that respect 
Jolie is such an easy, like, yeah, of course, I thrill with Jolie. She's done the Tomb Raiders. She's yeah. done yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Takes like, take yeah. Takers wanted. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. It's like right, right. Jolie, for sure. And she, Mr. and Mrs. Smith is the also kind of there. Yeah. There's a spy yeah. for her, too. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very much like her, though. That's, mm-hmm. that's her. It's Evelyn Salt. And um, it really does parallel the Americans. I hate to do this entire episode being about the Americans. I'm okay but with it. The idea of nature versus nurture, like you know, growing up yeah. in a different country, like what, like your your allegiance to, like you know, your allegiance to your the country you serve or the one that you've been adopted by, that kind of thing. Um, it's a lot yeah. of just great fodder. Um, it is. This, it's a little and, Twilight Zoney, or did you right. guys ever see that show, um, Dollhouse, the Joss Whedon show? I heard where about it. For it, sure. it involves yeah, I've heard of it. sleeper, sleeper agent type behavior in the first right. season, and mm. uh, yeah. Anyway, kind of this. I old... mean, sleeper agents are always fun. I don't know. Yeah, it's like paranoid. It's, yeah, it's always. I think that's Same what body. really. Mm-hmm. the reason I, I really like salt but it's not like maybe it's not like my favorite movie ever and so oh, it, no, it's kind of yeah. like well why it's would fun. this spur you to get so passionate about the genre all of a sudden and the reason is like this is the genre like they just do mm-hmm. all of the things you want it to do it, yep. it checks all the boxes the triple the, you know the double the double betrayals the triple agents the last minute like reveal yeah. all that shit it's you know, and, and, like, and, like you're disavowed around your own country. You have to prove that you're innocent. All of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Are everyone's you surrounding Bond fans? Oops, sorry. I like Bond. I like Bond yeah. for sure. I haven't seen all of them. I, I've, I've seen done the like Craig Anfall ones. as well. Yeah. I've seen some of the Craig. I've seen all the Craig ones that I saw, and I've seen yeah. like the first three um, Connery ones. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, sorry. No, I was I was gonna say as well that there's just like a handful of people that gotten involved with this and it's a crew that you're like they made something great you know yeah. Robert Ellsworth like PTA cinematographer shot this like score by James Newton Howard like as we mentioned like noise is like this is sort of his bread and butter sort of genre and like yeah. um, it, it's sort of like when you look at the pieces it's like it makes sense why this holds up fairly well I mm-hmm. like the look of this a lot too where it's the transition in the early 2010s when you get to like they're using digital cameras in like a really interesting way now and yeah. like thrillers don't look like this later on in the decade as well no they look a little too <laughs> cheap or like uh assembly mm, line car commercials yeah yeah yeah, yeah. car commercials yeah. <laughs> brightly That's lit a good way think, yeah, yeah, it yeah, play. yeah yeah or or yeah. that like green filmy kind of color that's on everything. no absolutely yeah, yeah. The yeah especially with streamers color. of course yeah. but it's this it's just this fun phenomenon there it's like 2012, uh, 2011, mm-hmm. 2010, where you just see this very specific look with movies like this. Um, mm-hmm. That I, I mean, you don't necessarily have to have the words for it. Maybe I don't, but um, it's just a, it's just a look that it within these number of years yet that is more prevalent than others. Yeah, it's more cinematic still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I... glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, great action sequences too. Yeah. Yeah, and pretty well shot. Um, it's definitely they really make use of Jolie's physicality, which is always I, I in her the way I look at how she fights and how she carries herself physically in each performance. She reminds me a lot of Keanu. Um, I think in very much how she kind of has she's a bit tall and yeah. has like these long limbs, 
and mm-hmm. kind of you could think that she could either be kind of clumsy or graceful and she ends up being graceful that's kind of how I view Keanu as well like they're kind of awkwardly put together in sense of like wingspan and you know like height um that for them to kind of like maneuver with that and use it to their advantage and make it look uh you know I mean it also this film was also like that very much doesn't it, the action is brutal it's not like it does they don't pull the only reason why they pull punches is because they want to keep the pg-13 rating which would be a criticism of mine i feel like there are times when they can just like it, mm-hmm. it feels a little they do feel like they're kind of pulling back in the sense of cutting corners yeah, yeah. and you know especially with some of the what's there's she kills someone by like smashing their head in or something. Mm-hmm. I forget. Or I might be thinking, yeah. I also watched like an action movie like the day before called the, <laughs> the Joey King one, The Princess. Oh, um, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah, might they kinda, have. Yeah, they tooled the fighting style of Angelina Jolie like specifically for this. And it kind of reminded me of the Charlie's Angels movie with Drew Barrymore and Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu. They sort of like uh, Drew Barrymore's character was more like, you know, drunken boxing or um, like a street brawl. Lucy Liu had kind of the more um, traditional martial arts. And then Cameron Diaz with her longer limbs was more dance like. And so for Angelina, they use like a mixture of Muay Thai, um, Shaolin Kung Fu, Jeet Kune Do, Krav Maga, a couple of yeah. things um, that they were putting together. And she's somebody who really just wanted to get in there and do all of her own stunts, kind of like a female Tom Cruise, basically. And she did. Um, I know she hit her head. It was just a minor injury, though. She was fine. She still wanted to keep going and uh, didn't want to have that much, um, you know, done later digitally as much as she could. She wanted to do like climb those walls and do all of that, which is very cool. And part of the reason we love her, I mean, she was really good with her physicality as far back as you know like mr and mrs smith tomb raider gone in 60 seconds um and she just has the emotional presence um of her early work and girl interrupted and all of those great performances yeah mm-hmm. absolutely such a good presence and, and this is a commitment is key as well it's like i think that what that kind of makes yeah. that almost just makes the her performance worth it. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. she doesn't do anything besides that, but it's truly like that one element of it just kind of is like, oh, this is, this is yes. exactly, this is, this is giving me something. If an actor yeah. is going to immerse themselves in a the character, they might as well uh, take the extra step with, sure. with the physicality. Um, yeah. But this is our first time covering Jolie on the show. Oh, really? It's so funny to look at her decade because like she has the two Maleficent movies and uh, Kung Fu Panda 2 and 3. Which are like, I think those are like the big, you know, bigger studio things. And and then I think like what people remember her for, or at least, you know, that's something that's being reevaluated is by the sea. Um, yes. The one she I feel made. as though like, yeah, the one she made with, with Brad, but um, that's, the, I think by the sea is the one that really stood out to me. If I didn't look at uh, her catalog, that would be like, wow. Okay. So like, that was, that was like a pretty relevant project in mm-hmm. 2016. Yeah, she was was like positioned for an Oscar for the, the Jack o, the Jack O'Connell movie. What was that? Um, Unbreakable, not unbroken. Oh, unbroken. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I should have. Yeah, no, she did direct. Yeah, um, that's mm-hmm. true. But but thinking about her acting work, yeah. it, it feels it feels the like the one she was in as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I was curious, Jen, if you had any thoughts on Julie in the 2010s. It's like 
the re if there's like a reason why this was this feels like in or not inconsistent but i suppose like like less less um like didn't she also like make the, the tourist around this time yeah <laughs> that, yeah, that yeah, really yeah. bad one with uh, johnny depp that was not they had zero mm. chemistry unfortunately um you know i think she just wanted to try something different it was a left-hand turn i think also what was going on in her personal life is you know they were having kids and she was busy with a lot of different priorities and wanting to direct and um so i think she maybe wasn't ready to just take any role unless she was really mm. passionate about it um this is my own um just memory of interviews from this era and um you know i was somebody who was a big fan of hers in the 90s like even when she only had a small role or the movie wasn't like perfect uh, pushing tin she was memorable in playing by heart she's very memorable in foxfire she had these um, small turns where you just remembered her. And so then when she was in Girl Interrupted, which is kind of funny because it was Winona Ryder kind of getting that movie made. Uh, it was a James Mangold movie. James Mangold, yeah. Yes, and Winona helped kind of shepherd it. It was supposed to be her big launch and comeback. And it's the one that got Angelina the Oscar and kind Esther, of yeah. Yeah, set her on her path. And um, then I think she was in a whole different stratosphere in the in the early aughts with Brad and then her personal life and everything going yeah. on. So I, I don't really know. I think it was a, a dramatic decade for her. And I'm just glad that she tried to do something different and empowering. And um, I know she had a lot of fun with the Tomb Raider films, but I feel like yeah. this was far more, you know, intelligent and uh, maybe one for more adults, essentially, than uh, that was more of a family-oriented picture, yeah. I think, too, like, doing Tomb Raider gave maybe Sony and Noise, like, the confidence to recast yeah. her for yep. this, um, that this was the precedent, yeah. I think selective is a really good word to use for yeah. Julie in the 2010s, mm -hmm. um, better word than I could think of, but it's, no, it's just this idea where it's like, when especially when, when we look at older actors like huh yeah I guess like when we've when they've been uh acting for for, de for yeah. many decades before this I think it just starts to be more present does she really have any like repeating collaborators it feels like you know it feels like, she's, like a lot of films point. have never been like or oh, sorry a lot of actors have always you know they Sometimes they'll have like three or four directors we'll keep returning to. I mean, like with Cruz right now, it's Lyman and Macquarie and um, mm. was it, uh, I never can pronounce his name correctly. Uh, Who is it? Often Maverick director. Kaczynski. Joseph Kaczynski. Kaczynski, Kaczynski yeah. Okay. yeah. I it's John, Kras it's John Krasinski. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, speaking of Jack Ryan. Um, yeah, she's but, also doing a lot of humanitarian work. At, right, at this time period uh, yeah. and uh she made a mighty heart which was about daniel pearl and marianne pearl that was around here so i think she had a lot going on but as far as collaborators that's a really good question frequent ones i'm yeah. not fully sure and i think yeah. that's a feeling on the she's just independent part. i feel yeah. too or it's, yeah well that but i also think i do think the pr shit unjustly kind of maybe held mm -hmm. held her back in a lot of ways i mean 
the whole Bragelina thing was yeah. ridiculous and obnoxious and uh like and you know her like her like famous relationship with Billy Bob Thornton and like the weird like anecdotes that would come out about that and people and people just have this very weird view of her I know they're like you know I'm about to throw my mom under the bus but sometimes like she'll just uh, like some like Jolie will appear on television or something she's like I don't like her and I'm like why don't you like her I don't I just don't and I'm and I and I get mad and I'm like okay but why it's like is it their Bragelina stuff and she's like "Mm, I don't think so but I just I I just don't like her and I'm and I feel like that I don't know that how common that is I'm not like running around asking people what their Jolie opinions are (laughs) um but I do but I am just kind of like this is just weird it's this this weird perception of her as a celebrity Um, Mm -hmm. because she's not like the most she doesn't have the craziest personality she's not the most no she seems like perfectly normal and that's the thing and I think yeah I think with she just seems like a mom yeah I guess and I think with how like fetishized her looks have been I mean look you know in the wanted Tomb Raider era era just like Mm -hmm. like just basically think like you know shooting her as she's like a goddess I mean she's quite beautiful but it's weird. I think that like that dynamic of her not being like a very like flamboyant person with mm-hmm. being one of the most striking individuals to ever be on the planet. I think that like difference has like thrown people off. But mm-hmm. it, uh, but none of that should totally really matter though, because like one, she seems like a decent person to work with. I don't. I don't. I really have not heard a single bad story about. Yeah. Her. You. Yeah, yeah. You don't really hear like very she's abrasive. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I. It's like, and she's a really talented actress who should be at least mm-hmm. like and like should be in an action movie almost like every year if she wanted to. I just don't see yeah. the point. Like if it's we get really every, surprising get, to me this didn't have a sequel, which maybe we can get into. Well, I mean. But, box office wasn't really great, but it, yeah. and they were discussing at the very beginning once the movie came out yeah. um but mm-hmm. it's also this movie also had a weird production that i've never yeah. truly understood it doesn't seem like it was like there was drama but there was a lot of like like hesitant choices so this movie has like three different cuts the tr- theatrical the directors and the extended yeah um, and yeah. one of the cuts is an alt- a completely alternate ending the other cut was like changes around a whole different plot point like a different character it's all these involving things the where... president and also where she ends up at the end yeah yeah yep. right and it feels like was this a studio thing was this, this the filmmakers not being confident in themselves but i think it is, maybe the two it, screenwriter thing as well at least right. two that we know of yeah right yeah probably yeah. Like 20 yeah. or something yeah. but it it's one and when you watch the movie it, again I, I like the movie quite a bit i mean it's just it's perfectly entertaining um like the last yeah, like the third movie. of the, the last third of the mo- third of the film I was super locked in with the entire like set piece at the White House because it's so the pace it, it yeah, just moves absolutely. so well and it's cut so well together um mm-hmm. you can tell that's like a third act from an 80s film like the very most right. like yes. yeah yeah but yeah, there are right. certain choices in this movie that do feel like, oh, this wasn't necessarily part of the plan. I mean, like, I think the ending itself, or right, like the right after, after she is caught by the police, um, like when her and Striver, this, I, know, I watched the theatrical cut to be clear, and when her and Striver, uh, Striver are like uh, arrested and like the moment they have those handcuffs on and then they try to kill each other, all, all of that to like the very end feels really, I don't know it's paced really really weirdly to me like it the climax it is. is them fighting yeah. each other and then they're arrested then they then she kills him and then there's this like 
conversation. This whole with, thing in the helicopter that yeah. almost tacked on, but not, but yeah. Little, so like a different movie for a minute. Yeah. Exactly. So I wasn't super surprised when I'm like, oh, this had like an mm -hmm. alternate ending. So it all feels like there is some uneasiness and not being sure. And then Noyce later says like those three cuts are what I have to contribute. Whoever wants to do the sequel. Like he yeah. kind of always like almost done with it. He was like, I'm good. And no, we, I don't yeah, know. Noyce totally feels done with it. And right. For me, I don't like, think... oh, yeah, no, I, was, I was just thinking like nobody would like to admit there were issues then because from what I can tell, like everybody... maybe there weren't. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I mean, the the alternate cuts do read as strange if production went as smoothly as it did. Well, they a lot of CGI um, for some some of the action, like in, with the backgrounds and stuff. Um, they talked mm -hmm. about that a little bit. Um, I, I it didn't seem like there was a problem with that. It just it was just something I noticed, like when she's on the truck and stuff. Obviously, she's not on a real moving truck. Um, but like a lot of the special effects were dedicated towards you know that you know background shots like you know them in movement that kind of or like the background of when they're fighting and you know that kind of stuff so it is interesting to just it you know maybe there's a story out there that I haven't read saying that this was you know there's a whole bunch of drama in the studio games blah 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 but it just feels like more of just like maybe they weren't fully prepared I don't know mm -hmm. Uh, you know who was originally set to direct one of your favorite filmmakers of all time, Pete, Peter Berg? Um, yeah, I love Peter Berg. I love <laughs> I know him. you love, you love Peter Berg. Love are are we was, being yeah. ironic? We're or being or ironic. Yes, yes, okay. yeah. I'm teasing. I was no, no, say, no, that I, was, I, can't I like Deepwater Horizon. I like that yeah. movie. Um, I think <laughs> but, Patriot's yeah. Day. But like, I also, one of the movies that came on the list of when I was trying to figure out what Cloak and Dagger movie to watch, what the, I, I, it's not really Cloak and Dagger, but the, Jamie Foxx one. Is that The Kingdom? The, yeah, The Kingdom. Is that good? Yeah. yeah. I thought that one was actually entertaining, but I haven't seen it in forever. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Well, that might be one I watched. I mean, I don't have... You know, uh, speaking of Peter Berg, because he was on that show, if I remember correctly, <laughs> did you see Alias? Did you guys see that show? Back no, in the day? but of course, that's a huge like yeah. movement yeah. of... It, it, that's like yeah. when that's actually probably when cloak and dagger takes over television like precede yeah. like yeah. Quote, quote, prestige boy television. that show like the first season like it you might enjoy it it's not the americans the americans <laughs> is like right. you know like the hbo version or something yeah. but yeah i am the head of the victor garber fan club though so that <laughs> i think that you might, might enjoy alias then yeah okay yeah. i'm planning I mean, for an alias watch through soon uh, okay did well, you guys you finish Felicity um right wait, well what? I'm a big Felicity Felicity fan and when I've heard it described as Felicity as a uh a secret agent no, yeah yeah I know yeah like come on what about Chuck have you guys seen that oh I know sure. I've seen like a yeah. few episodes of Chuck I'm a huge that psych. one is fun I'm a, yeah okay I'm a huge yeah. psych fan and so I'll every time I would tell, tell people I like psych people are like oh you've seen Chuck I'm like no I think I watched oh, a few episodes and burn it notice fun. Oh yeah, Bernadette. Bernadette is that's, really fun. Oh my god! You know when she does the thing with the computer chair in in uh, Salt, where you know she's like taking the desk apart and doing all this stuff to rig an explosion. Oh yeah, MacGyver. I was like, they, holy cow, where is Jeffrey Donovan? And like, let's blow some shit up you and are, improvise and exp You're waiting for the voiceover when you're a spy. Yeah. 
Jen, you're speaking my love language right now. I am okay. one of the few people on this earth who has who watches uh, or who's seen Burn Notice. It feels like I mean, I love Burn I, Notice. a lot of people again. You and me were a kid. Oh, we're like, you know, we're seven year old dads. We watched yeah, USA yeah. programming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're piping. Ashby loves. Yeah. Do you guys know Brianna Ashby? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She yeah. loves Burn Notice too. So she's like a, my other oh my friend. Yeah. I need we need like a, a round a, table for like yeah. dad cinema. The, the five decade. people yeah. that yeah. like Burn Notice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because that's also, I think that's, I totally, I don't know why I didn't think of that. That's also like a huge like origin story for me for my love of the genre because that is so that's all it's like it's in it's also like that show tries to explain every little nuance of poke and dagger shit like the (laughs) voiceover will be like girlfriend yeah right right yeah the voiceover will start redoing the whole yeah the intro yeah yeah. um but there was you know, he would always try to explain every little like, detail. Like, yeah. yeah, like this is why the CIA does this. It's like, it would like, oh, it'd almost be like a, not a TED talk, but like give you like a PowerPoint of like what the hell any of this means. Like if he said, if he said a phrase that seemed like had no, like <laughs> I had no idea what that means, he would explain, okay, so this is like the origin of that phrase and why yeah. and what that means in counterintelligence and shit like that. So it's mm-hmm. super kind of inside, like they kind of get, it's kind of like an inside baseball show in, in a way. Cause like they make you, they, they don't, they want to throw all the jargon at you so they could explain it. Um, yeah. But it's really fun. It's like a lot of MacGyver, like, you know, think on your feet kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that's definitely an origin for my love of the genre as well. I just didn't, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Well, yeah. Femme Nikita or the newer one, what was that? Nikita and Point of No Return. I need to see wait isn't isn't Nikita the show that they did Nikita was the show and yeah, then and back in the 90s Luke Besson made yeah, La right, Femme right. Nikita and then yeah. we remade it as Point of No Return with Bridget Fonda which was not as good <laughs> but, okay. but you know it's entertaining I suppose yeah is the tv show good the, just Nikita? the newer one was really entertaining yeah okay Oh now, now I'm now I'm getting all this. I'm just stuff like that making a whole laundry list of shit. Drowning. Basically. Like people that are gonna be listening to this are like Yeah. Oh man. Were they yeah. talking about the movie for five minutes or just recommending? <laughs> right. No, I'm just kidding. I know. This is but, uh, <laughs> it's gonna it's just like call 50%. it the spy show episode, basically. Yeah. Not post that. Well that's um, that, it's true. I mean that's I mean I already said this before, but action this, month. This, I mean right. But and yeah. also hey, movie, yeah, I like this. I like this. This movie was very big into me realizing my love for the genre and I and yeah and I, that and makes I me think happy well that it's also like I, I I think they're I think that says something you know like that's not even like that's that, that doesn't just speak to my interest it also speaks to the film itself and it speaks to how well it understands the tropes and how it understands engaging with the tropes in a certain way can make can make be can be satisfying I you know tropes it's interesting I think there's mm-hmm. a weird I think we're at a weird point in criticism and like film criticism where tropes equal automatically bad and unwatchable or like yeah it shouldn't creative. be yeah right, right. and like right. or like right. oh if it hits this trope it means it's not creative or it's it know, just it's, it just means it's, like it's a matter of like how they're employed absolutely and it's also like yeah. it, it's also what is it trying to accomplish with those tropes right. what is the right. point of it and also if you try to subvert them it doesn't mean you're awarded points exactly exactly yeah people who try to be edgy which i think we come i think we should come back to this idea like later on during our themed month like yeah. right 
because yeah, action right. movies are very action horror movies i think are the big real like maybe and maybe rom-coms too are trope central in the sense of everyone looks and they watch something they watch like, like you know where they watch an action movie horror movie like because audiences right. are smarter than we give them credit for and they try to you know detect but then there's also know. yeah i think a lot of film fans also just sit down right. arms crossed like okay how many tropes are in this one i'm gonna count you know right. i'm gonna count right. oh that's that trope that's that trope uh, I think it's kind of a stupid way. It's to watch what it's anything. what cinema sense has done to a generation of viewers, which is oh, right. Yeah, you know, don't get like started not, on that. Yeah, no, <laughs> but it's not even it's. It, I mean, it's not even plot in, like or like plot holes mm-hmm. anymore. It's now it's just like forms of storytelling, which is yeah. so which is so much more annoying to be honest. Yeah, it's like, because like you're I love westerns, I love right. detective stories, and they all use the same little things. Yeah. and just how you use it. Speaking to that point, something that I wrote down while watching this, um, there's not a lot of humor, which I really like. I know that's a weird thing yeah. to point out. This is pre MCU, and I are you know they hadn't taken Avengers hadn't come out yet. I, yeah, obviously they had movies out, but it's because like there wasn't this need to it's force like well, right pre Whedon pre Din if you will. Like there wasn't this need to be like well wasn't that crazy or like well I mean <laughs> get a load of this like there like quips weren't a given and I think that's cool to I mean I'm sure that's I'm maybe I'm exaggerating that's not the case for a lot more than I'm suspecting nowadays or nowadays oh my god like in 2022 that's not a lot more than I'm expecting I just think something like this you could see differently now but Mm -hmm. yeah also cool it would be too quippy yeah 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 uh also cool to see Corey Stoll like Wow, that, that was like know. such a surprise. Um, yes, I know. It's I always good to Crystal's see Crystal's a fantastic actor. Yeah. I love him. Yep. Um, yeah. Like he was so good. I know it's like not something you want to talk about nowadays, but you know, the beginning of House of Cards, that first season, he was just oh, really? devastating and so powerful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's Stoll the first thing that really so made consistent. me consistent. Yeah, yeah. Take note of him. Recently, great last year, I remember in the Scenes from a Marriage miniseries and West Side Story, like both like oh, coming yeah. out a few He's months apart so from good. each other and like so different roles, like yep. great actor. Yeah, yeah, love Corey Stoll. Yeah, um, I know Clay's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan. Did you catch Andre Brower as the Secretary of Defense? Yeah. I almost <laughs> threw crazy? maybe five objects because yeah. I got so <laughs> mad that what the fuck was there? I can't believe in good conscience that that was the role that was given to him. In the sense of like, yeah. there must have been so much more stuff cut because why the fuck would you have Andre Bauer there? Which of even, course Andre Bauer is like a known presence, but like he's not up and coming. Exactly, like, it's not just it's just interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like it's, I mean, he's one of the great television actors maybe ever with, um, what was the show he got started on? Homicide? I think um, so. That sounds right. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's like, one that was even before Law Order. That was one. You know, of the you know what it kind of it kind of reminds me of when we discussed Girl the Dragon Tattoo, and Joel Kinnaman can be seen like in the background was, and his character was going to be used in the sequel. Now, like right. there are different career trajectories, but I think like the size of the role and who we know them. But then now they is, kill like, Andre Brower, and I'm just like, right. what? Yeah. How dare you? How dare you kill Andre Brower? That's <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it seems so. St- I was because I saw him in the cast list. I'm like, oh, 
Andre Bauer. He's going to come in. He's going to come in for like a seven minute scene, have, you know, be able to say a good chunk of dialogue, knock it out of the park, wipe his hands, sit down on the bench and just be content. And then he says five (laughs) words and gets shot. And I'm like, this is cool. I truly believe with all of the different cuts of this film that he was given a bigger role and he had, or like Mm. he had more lines. Um, I refuse to believe that this was just the role given to him because it makes no sense. Bring us the Brower cut. Yeah. I, I say that Jen, with every movie he's yeah. in. Every movie I watch. Did I just in, create like, a hashtag? I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> not again. No. I was not given enough Brower. Um, yeah. This is ridiculous. I love him. Uh, Homicide Life on the Street was like one of my favorite shows growing up. Right. That's so. the show's thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like he would also go on like house for like a season and knock it out of the park like you know he he's just a very consistent actor right. he's in a few spike lee movies like really good mm-hmm. oh yeah like he's yeah. a constant professional who's just yeah. good yeah. he's just yeah good he's just good yeah absolutely it i mean like that's that's sort of salt at its core it's like it's mm-hmm. it's just a lot of people who are good at what they do and it's like um i, I don't yeah and to bring us back to like where we began this episode i I think because it has such a little story, like it's really just, you see, you see it's sequence uh, after Evelyn sequence. Salt, it's sequence after sequence, um, that I don't think it gets bogged down in trying to do much else. Yeah, I, it's interesting um, with the whole idea of it's sequence to sequence, it's not very plot-based, uh, or plot-based, besides like the just core idea of that it's like you know, half the movie yeah yeah like half the movie is is she a spy is she not yeah. a spy is she russian mm-hmm. is she not russian um, yeah and who who's all <laughs> like the double or triple agents here yeah right right and you're always surprised and i was really impressed with the lack of like internal monologue like yeah i also love it, the idea um that like she had to protect her husband for right. a change mm-hmm. Sorry, but yeah, go for oh, it. Oh no, yeah, no, but it totally, like you said, it totally flips it that on the ear. But it's also you're allowed to be surprised by her actions, and I feel like a lot yeah. of times in film, in action movies, specifically, you're always know what the action hero is going to do next. You're never really that surprised. Like, okay, he's going to do like you know, he's going to he's going to fake this person out and kill them or blah 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 blah. But like all of the scenes on that boat is always like you don't know what's going to happen you don't know what decision she's going to make next because it's like very you know she's very stone-faced you don't really get a clear idea of how she's processing this information what like how she's calculating all the strategic steps you can make into like killing this guy doing this blah 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 Mm -hmm. um it's you're like so when she smashes that bottle and stabs that dude to death it's like oh like you know you're allowed to be surprised um yeah it's, I think that's a really cool thing that we don't see a ton though because I think the pacing is just the pacing is just weird I, I don't right I can't put no, my no, finger on it yeah but like just the way it transitions this would benefit from, from two pace. hours yeah 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 and I'm not saying it needs to be like we need more explanation on the plot or anything I couldn't care less but maybe just some more <laughs> character beats um yeah, that's and true. just and be able to like kind of have the transitions be kind of smoother to like mm-hmm what mm-hmm. set piece we're going into but the thing is with that kind of movie they don't have that it, the set pieces just have to be good and in this the set pieces are good so it's like I mean yeah. I might cr- criticize a little bit but it's like they gave me the satisfactory element of good set pieces absolutely yeah. I'm so glad you guys enjoyed it no yeah it's it's just a fine line to walk with it being bloated and also just the right amount of 
fun. Yeah, right. Yeah, the right amount of, you know, destination left to go. Um, no, because, yeah, like like we say, it's like the movie clearly, like, uh, I think accomplishes very well with what it sets out to do, even though, like, it doesn't overcomplicate itself with its politics like it could have either. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't have a take on its politics. I didn't mm. think about it that hard enough. I, weren't, no. I wasn't just like sitting down, just like, what yeah. are their geopolitical politics at this point? Um, <laughs> Which was refreshing. So, right, 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 right. It's so action-based yeah. um, and it's so like, like momentum-based in the sense of like, mm. we're just moving, moving, moving to the finish line. Um, that it kind of doesn't give you time to think about that stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a really like, solid. I, I, it's one of those things where it's like, it's kind of the same kind of way I kind of feel about night and day. It's like, you put that on TNT, you, you do your laundry to it, you come come in and you're like, oh, that's so that's a great scene. You kind of go back to it, you, you know, check your emails. Like, I think there is a very, and I, and people, I think when I say stuff like that, we'll hear a backhanded compliment. And I think yeah. that is not no, my it's intention. Usually. I think there is my my philosophy of all movies and art in general is that there's a place for everything. There's a yeah, place mm-hmm. for different ideas, like the different. Um, there's a place for multiple things too. Exactly. There's a different, you know, it, it, all different art can have different intentions yeah. and different like mar- goals to reach. That it doesn't have to be that they don't all have to say it serve for the same purpose. Um, and, and I think for yeah. that reason, this is a really good start to action month because I think it gives us. Um, a certain kind of thriller that, I mean, you could say like it's a cliche compliment to pay it, but we don't make anymore, um, or at least we don't make anymore that has this certain kind of rewatchability. Mm-hmm. I don't have cable. I can't speak to the idea of finding this uh, on cable and stopping everything to sit down and finish it, but I'm but sure this you never has do that, that value too. Oh, well. Did you never do that when you were a kid? I mean, no, I'm just speaking for right now. Yes, I did, but. You know. Oh, okay. No, I know. I was just curious. No, no. No, no, I, um, yeah, no, that's true. Good point. Absolutely. Um, well, I just know, I'm not, I'm not trying to speak for you. I'm just saying like, no, I know. No, 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 no. I didn't think about it as a kid. Um, well, I'm just saying like, I used to live on TNT. Like yeah. the thing is I would like, I'm switch. I'm switching from USA to TNT to Cartoon Network just to like, you know, keep my options open. <laughs> like those were like the, <laughs> like if there's not something here, there's something there. You know, I never really tried I, much other channel. Tried I like that those channels. were your, those were your three as a kid and mine were like Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, Cartoon Network. And it's like, we have such a different three. Well, I, when I, okay, maybe TNT was probably a little later, like USA was probably yeah, a little later. Yeah, yeah. Like but I, yeah, we watch shit like NCI, yeah. NCIS or, you know, um, oh, FX, I would also, I would go to uh, once in a while. But like, you know, Law Abiding Citizen is for sure like a cable hit. Um, it's, yeah. you know, one of those things. I think Jen, you mentioned that earlier um uh same writer yeah right yeah. exactly yeah. yeah it's the yeah. same you know it's I, I think a lot of dad cinema in general is, <laughs> lives on cable and i appreciate that and that also kind of formed my familiarity with films and tropes in general Absolutely. just because the way those cable channels were programmed just you, you know they almost have it's not like a film festival but it's more of just like they do have this connective tissue it's a certain kind it. of flavor yeah yeah right sometimes yeah. a certain studio or mm-hmm. whatever or an era or yeah. right and yeah. an actor they like or yep. you know, just like the plot beats that work yeah. well with the movie mm-hmm. or like w- work well with the idea of like commercial breaks and stuff like that it's mm-hmm. um yeah I think we talked about this a little bit with when we discussed Alien Covenant and Black Hat where it's like 
living on ethics exclusively gives it like the certain kind of reputation where it's like they're much better than they should be on FX, but yet at the same time, because they're so readily available and we know where they are, it, it gives us this, this like weird distinctive advantage. For act, since, you know, this is action month and just kind of necessary, we don't want to necessarily sidestep all the way out of salt, but what is, what are your feelings on action? What does action give you as a viewer, as someone who loves film? What's See, look at you, now you're the professional. Oh I love um, all genres. And so some of my favorite film going and film watching experiences revolve around action movies. Um, I have a really vivid memory of watching T2 uh, wow. for the first time, like up. By that you mean train spotting too. Uh, yeah, train spotting no, <laughs> Jim Cameron's, uh, yes. Uh, Terminator yeah. 2 Judgment Day uh, is, I think, the greatest modern action movie ever made. Mm -hmm. And then Speed, I remember seeing like probably five times in the theater with my brother and our friends. We went like again and again all summer long. Um, there's just nothing like seeing a great popcorn movie in the theater. One of these um, really cool action movies on the big screen. And so I think, you know, spectacle cinema and really good action movies are a lost art. Um, I'm also a huge fan of Hong Kong movies. And so John Woo over there. And then we kind of, uh, what we did with John Woo here was never quite as good, of course. I mean, face off and those are fun, but um, but yeah, I just think there's really like the choreography, the um, the level of commitment of the actors. I think right. action filmmaking is really great when it's done um, at this level and Salt does it extraordinarily well. You mentioned favorite scene. Mine is a sequence, which is uh, her definitely climbing outside the building, then running, uh, jumping, going over the freeway overpass from semi to semi. That's easily my favorite sequence. Yes. The doggy in the backpack, always, always fun. Yes. Yeah, so good. know that yet. I'd say she's a trained goddamn liar and everything she set up until now has been to protect her cover. Well, why don't you tell me how you really feel about it?
That's a good scene. Beautiful transition. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, it's interesting. I feel like all of our favorite quote unquote scenes are going to be sequences because that's so yeah, much of yeah, it's the a hard structure one. Yeah. of this film. Yep. Do you have yours? Yeah, it's all. I mean, I don't. Would it, Jack? Would it be okay if I took out like took all of like the White House stuff? I don't. I, that might be like. Or do you? Or do is your favorite scene like in one? Of, I, I don't want to take all of it because it feels like cheating. But I fucking love You're- it. Get me director. Yes, sir. Sir, I think we need to seriously consider the possibility that today, right now, could be the start of day X. Mr. President, Director Medford is up. Marion, what's the situation? Should be coming up on one of your screens. What you see there represents temperature drops in mobile missile units in Siberia. It means the Russians are deploying their missiles to the field. And that's been confirmed on the ground, Mr. President. Mr. President, I strongly recommend that we go from DEFCON 4 to DEFCON 2, at least at our forward basis. Do it. And since the Russians have deployed, we need to look at our own nuclear attack options. It's not on the table. It's not a deterrent. Thanks, Marion. We'll come back to it. The outer portal door is jammed, no response, and we just lost the feed for most of our security cameras. We're blind down here and no one can enter this facility. Command, our eyes are down both ways and we have a PEOC outer security door malfunction. Get out there, now. Seal this room. Down that corridor and secure it. President Howard Lewis, proceed with authentication. Yes, Mr. President. Ready to commence authentication, sir. Zulu, Tango, Echo, Seven, Niner, Juliet, X-Ray, Sierra, Seven, Alpha, Mike, Charlie, Whiskey, Five, Six, Tango. Authentication codes confirmed. It's all yours now, Mr. President. God be with you. Attack options and targeting are under your control, Mr. President. And there's a novel, what's your location? And there's a novel, what's your location? Is the camera outside this door working? Yes. Put it up. Officer Dry, what's your status? Officer Dry, come in. 
That's her. That's Evelyn Soltz. Give me your sidearm. I'm qualified on it. No, sir. Only Secret Service possess firearms in the President's vicinity. Screw protocol, Jenks. We got an enemy agent out there. Protocol is protocol, sir. <laughs> and Dad is dead. I'm the National Security Advisor! Not anymore. Sit down. Who are you? My name, Mr. President, is Nikolai Tarkovsky. Unless you do exactly as I say, I will be the last person you will ever see. Shall we look at some selective attack options? Go to hell. What, yeah. Which one again? Go for it. The White, the White House. House. Oh, the, the White, White House. House. Oh, sequence. The White House. Um, I yeah. I mean, like mine was going to be the confrontation with Jillian Schreiber. Okay, well, you take that. But you weren't with us in Russia, I would have remembered you. Yapil Katatipo. Avarisha Arlova Pierrevinex. It appears at my chest party of Vataku. Selected attack targets acquired. Tehran. Mecca. Mecca? Tehran? Torah chest Nashavo Plan. Пусти меня. You know, when you first came to Langley, I didn't think I'd be able to do it. Didn't think I'd be able to resist the temptation to say something. And you met Mike, and no, things changed. Prostimenia. Рядом со мной я ничего не знаю. Пусти меня. Я буду с тобой. Пусти меня. 
live pictures of Russian President Medvedev arriving at the airport outside of Moscow. This is astonishing. According to his doctors, President Medvedev's mistaken death is attributed to a temporary paralysis from a toxin derived from spider venom. I was right. I have a feeling we'd lost you back there in North Korea. I could see how moved you were by Mike's little white knight routine. He was supposed to recruit him, Ev. Not fall in love with him. That's why I told Orlov to pick him up. By the way, how is Mike? Orlov is dead. Well, that's good news. Save me the trouble. I had to practically twist his arm to get him to blow your cover at the CIA. You see, he wanted you to come out of this thing alive. But you needed somebody to take the blame. I'm the Patsy. And I'm the hero. Congratulations, Ed. You're about to become famous. Because that's yeah. actually that's actually not. I, I like that, but that's not. It's the lead up to that that kills me. It's like, it's. I mean, I'm. I, I think I've made it known on this podcast before. I'm a cross cutting lover. Uh, I love using cross cutting. It's one of my. I'm a, I'm a sucker for it, but every time it gets mm-hmm. me, if it's done well, um, and just the cross-cutting between the president, you know, moving down, like, the, you know, going down all these security corridors and, like, you know, getting closer to the, um, I don't know what they call it, the bunker or whatever, and her, you know, moving as fast as she can, thinking on her feet, you know, you know, wiping out guards left and right, you know, just keeps like keeping up the pace and continues to like go as fast as she can um it that's just my favorite shit i love it it's it's catnip to me mm-hmm. um i think it's i love um what how do i say this i love her outfit and not in mm-hmm. a way that's like oh it looks great it's so not what you see action movie movie stars wear it's like no. a business casual outfit i know i love that she's wearing like a pencil skirt at one point and then has to but it's a side slit and and then she puts on pants and they like it's utilitarian and yeah it's not overly you know it's very functional like what a person Mm -hmm. would wear yeah right like she's wearing like a white collared shirt with like black pants or slacks and like Mm -hmm. trying to catch the president of the united states and i'm like that's just like fun i don't know i like that later on yeah i love that um a short hair and it's you know it kind of i love you know she of course has very different looks in the film i think the black hair is kind of iconic in a way in a Mm -hmm. weird even though the movie maybe itself isn't iconic i think that black hair is so striking especially for a actor and a celebrity that we just don't think we've ever really seen that hair color on her before that mm-hmm. it was it felt like a huge shift to put in a weird way i don't know if any of that makes like sense, that's the whole poster too like the that, that's the thing like, the poster almost sells like the background Angelina color. Jolie. yeah mm-hmm. black hair <laughs> yeah cool. no no I, I think you're right at a, at a point yeah 
yeah it's interesting yeah. um but i'm yeah i love that sentence yeah uh, it's really solid um i feel and, like i should recommend one more thing too uh oh, yeah. since we're talking about brand uh um angelie and Jilly, like someone else that we've covered a handful of times is brad pitt i uh, can't help but think about the other uh the you know mr smith to her mrs smith and i guess something that comes to mind that's like robert zemeckis's last great movie to me is allied i think it's i think it's excellent um brad pitt and marion cotillard are like really great together and it's and it's like so so well done um i would love to cover it one day uh, yeah hopefully someone listening will be like <laughs> they'll be on the horn with you yeah robert yeah. zemeckis absolutely yeah. there you go uh, we got a pinocchio we got we got a pinocchio coming in this year you know someone can you know yeah i just said that yeah. out loud we got a pinocchio coming this year okay is he, wait is he doing is he also doing pinocchio uh, yeah i mean listen listen everyone asked for two pinocchios right didn't we make this clear like we were like pinocchio pinocchio and yeah. guillermo and, and pinocchio yeah <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> cool everyone's favorite tale pinocchio um oh my god yeah, well really interesting jane johans an honor and a pleasure to have you here um Thank really you really so much for having yeah. me back i always enjoy talking to you guys yeah yeah absolutely and i'm so Please. glad we're in sync on spy movies and this was fun oh yeah we're speaking the same language um if you have anything to plug or promote right now anything you're working on please do so okay sure my website is filmintuition.com and my podcast is watch with jen you can find it anywhere you get your pods and i'm oh, yeah. on social media at film intuition thank yeah. you everyone go listen to watch with jen it is much higher priority than us i would say no um <laughs> uh yeah i can have writing on film found at the boston hassle as well as this movie is found on hbo max which i saw recently it's leaving this month or well actually when we're recording this it's, it's actually left now but it at the time we're taping this it's on hbo um Next time we are doing these little indie, low budget, foreign experimental films called Mission Impossible Fallout and Mission Impossible Rogue Nation with William Goldman. Uh, very, very good movies. Speaking of very movies, cool. Yeah, very cool movies. Uh, you know, it's like this, but bigger, I guess. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um that'd be funny if like someone's like oh what's mission impossible you've never heard of it. right oh mission impossible yeah. oh yeah oh. <laughs> that obscure yeah, yeah. the show right. for the tv show from the past i thought this was about is that kind of like salt is that you know is that <laughs> yeah. is that kind of like salt <laughs> so, that's the one they've like, heard of yeah <laughs> oh mission impossible is it like salt yeah. <laughs> right right yes. right mission impossible has a little bit of filled noise in it doesn't it yeah yes. um yeah that's all for me Great. Well, all right. Uh, everyone, wait, did you plug where, where people can find you, Jack? Oh, no, it's not all for me. Um, I'm on Twitter reluctantly at Jack A. Draper and on their box, Jack Draper7. That's it. Everyone can follow me at Birds of Clay on Twitter and on Letterboxd. You can follow me on Instagram, Mr. Clay Williams. Follow the podcast Twitter account at ETT Pod. You could follow the, or no, that's all you can follow. Um, you can send us an email at exiting2010s at gmail.com. Uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, give us five stars. We really appreciate it. Retweet, share it to a friend. All is welcome. Um, support uh, an abortion clinic if you can, if you have the funds right now. Um, very necessary. 
Uh, and as always, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time with Exiting from the 2010s. Thank you.